The ultimate hidden truth of the world is that it is something that we make and could just as easily make differently. David Graeber, 1961 to 2020. Welcome to Blind Insights. Hello, listeners. Welcome to this Blind Insights public service announcement about the South Australian election. What happened? Well, I think a few things happened. Some are predictable, some are interesting, some may say a lot about what might happen in other elections later in the year. I think the first thing to keep in mind is, was it likely that the Liberals were going to lose some seats? Yes. Is it likely they were going to lose power in the way they have? Probably not. So why do I think they were going to lose some seats anyway? We're at the end of COVID now, and we're at the point where we want to start forgetting about it. And I think any government that saw us through COVID, particularly here in South Australia, where we still have quite a few restrictions and we're waiting for them to ease. And this has been very obvious during festival season that we still have restrictions. I think it's like, okay, enough, move on. And we don't want to be reminded. So the Liberals certainly suffered from a dose of that. On the other side, I don't think they really grasped something very important during the campaign. And that is the fact that the ambulance ramping issue hasn't gone away, has continued to get worse in the middle of a pandemic. So at a time where people are afraid about their health and the health of people they love, the fact that a government couldn't get rid of a health problem in the midst of a pandemic was probably the biggest thing I think that crept into people's minds and acted as a bit of a kiss of death. As much as a political party needs to have a balanced package of policies and take rounded action, the simple truth is whatever the greatest thing playing on the voters' minds is, is the thing you need to deal with. And the Liberal Party didn't, and they've paid dearly. Second thing I think is significant that happened is Vicky Chapman not excusing herself while she was making decisions that could be seen as having a conflict of interest. Well, guess what? Vicky Chapman didn't step aside. Stephen Marshall didn't make a step aside. And to an awful lot of people, that smells of the game of mates. It smells of people in power, and I mean in power generally, not just politics, economically, socially, culturally, the ruling elite. It stinks of we still are the ruling elite. It stinks of what the Liberal Party once was, which was representative predominantly of those who have other kinds of power and want political power as well. I don't know whether this was in the front of people's minds, but I think the game of mates as an idea, this idea that they'll look after themselves, they won't do the right thing, was a corrosive idea somewhere behind the ramping crisis. For people who are tech literate, I think there was a third thing that may have played in, and that is that at a point, journalists worked out that as people went to state government websites, they were being pushed on to Liberal Party websites here in South Australia that were gathering information. Now, this interestingly ended up being a non-event. It was in the news cycle for a few days. It disappeared very quickly. But I think for more and more people who are technically literate, this again was one of those things that was a bit of a corrosive moment where it stuck in their heads of 
okay, they're willing to manipulate the digital environment as a party to get information. Ooh. And when people went to vote, I think COVID is over. We want to change. We don't want to be reminded of the last two years. I think that was the biggest thing. Ramping was in people's minds. Vicky Chapman and not stepping down had corroded people's minds. And I think the digital issue of whether the Liberal Party were manipulating the digital environment for a while was something that probably were still in people's minds who are very technically literate. All those things I think played a role. The other thing I think that played a role is the Labor campaign looked very professional. The Liberal campaign didn't. And there's, I think, a key reason for this. At state level, most Liberal politicians have had a first career and have decided to get into politics later on. It's not a decision they made at 18 at uni necessarily. The Labor Party, on the other hand, most people know early on they want to move towards being a politician. This makes the Labor Party look very professional. And this adds a degree of credibility at a surface level. This is an advantage going into a campaign where one party looks and sounds amateur and the other looks and sounds professional. But the last thing I want to talk about in this public service announcement is a bit of a thing to ponder and perhaps a bit of a warning of something to think about. When I was listening to Malinowskis's victory speech last night, I couldn't help but shudder at how professional he sounds. And the phrase I came up with is, he sounds like a confection. It sounds like he has become what is necessary to win and hold power. And don't get me wrong, I'm a progressive person who votes progressively. I want progressive people in power making decisions. But when someone sounds like a confection that they have put their adult life into becoming a politician and gaining power, it raises a very uncomfortable question for me. Are you in power because you want to change the world? Or are you in power because you've constructed an identity that can't deal with anything else but being in power? And I'm not saying that our new premier is totally governed by power. Whether he is or isn't is something I don't know. But I know what makes me so uncomfortable about so much of federal politics in Australia, US politics, British politics, you know, the Labor Party in South Australia. Politics generally is I can't tell anymore if good progressive people want to gain power so they can get things done or if they have been working towards getting power for so long that it is now the defining feature of their identity, that they must have power to be the person they want to be and value. And if we start getting too many politicians who are like that, and I'm not saying our new premier is, I don't know. But I think we need to think about how professional we want our politicians to be. I'll put my cards here on the table straight away. I am beginning to lean more and more towards sortition. I want random selection of citizens to get time as decision makers. And then once you've done your time, you can't get a chance again unless you're randomly selected again. I've got huge doubts now about representative democracy that I don't think I'm going to get over. Final thought for the Liberal Party in South Australia. The fact you can't look professional is a problem. 
So maybe you need to rethink how you present yourselves, particularly seeing you were presenting yourselves when you got it right as small L liberals who were reasonably progressive. Make the point that you're people who have had first careers and then decided you want to serve, you feel the need to serve, but that you always know you've had a different career first and you could go back to it, meaning that you want to be in power so you can get things done. You haven't constructed an identity that needs power. This, I think, is a very important lesson in South Australia for the Liberal Party and is maybe an important lesson for politicians generally because I think as time goes on, more and more people are going to shudder at the idea that maybe our politicians are so professional that they're more fixated with power than they are with using power to get good outcomes. Thank you everyone for listening. Bit of a rambly set of thoughts. If you've got any questions, jump on my website and use the contact form or use the contact bit of the links in the notes for the podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Hello, audience. Thank you for listening to Blind Insights. If you're enjoying the show, please remember to subscribe and share your favorite episodes or leave us a review if you really love us. We'd love to hear from you. Get in contact with us on Facebook or Twitter at Blind Insights or send us a recorded question to the email in the description to feature on an episode. Also, don't forget that we have merchandise. Thank you to the OzCast Network. Peace out.